What does the 2023-2024 season hold in store for wild prospect Jack Peart? We discuss on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, Nick Maxson joins us as we discuss Jack Peart, his 2022-2023 season, who he is in general, and we'll take a look at the outlook for this year for one of the Minnesota Wild's many prospects. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. As mentioned, we're joined by Nick Maxson today. You can hear him as part of MNCAA on the Soda Pod and also the Huskies Warming House. Nick, it's been a little bit since we've had you on the show. How are things going? It's been a little bit uh, here, Seth. Yeah, happy to be with you guys. Uh, obviously, running two podcasts and then doing some broadcasting here and there has kept me pretty busy, but uh, never ever busy enough to come on to locked on wild with you Seth. so happy to be with you again man yeah and i'm excited to uh to dive in and talk a little bit about jack pierce um somebody who you have had a chance to see very closely and a a perfect uh perfect opportunity as we move through lockdown wild boot camp uh to kind of step away from that a little bit but look at the future look at a player who we hope to have a uh, big role on this team uh, when he is ready to make the NHL roster. And so let's just uh, just start for those who maybe aren't super familiar with Jack Peart. Just just tell us a little bit about who he is and more importantly, what sorts of things he brings to the ice. So for those, uh, and I, I wouldn't imagine there are a lot that are in this position here, Seth, those who uh, don't follow you know, the youth hockey, junior hockey, and collegiate uh, Jack Peart is a two-way defenseman, uh, got his kind of rise to fame with Grand Rapids and then also with the Fargo Force of the USHL, uh, spent time with Team USA on both uh, world junior uh, teams and uh, now uh, entering his junior year with the St. Cloud State Huskies. Um, what he brings to the ice, he brings more than not a calming presence, a high hockey IQ, uh, just a smart playmaker efficient skater um, and also one that has, I think a higher ceiling and I think a lot of misconception around him. Um, I think at times, especially in this first two seasons with St. Cloud, one thing that maybe stalled a little bit or maybe gave pause to some folks that maybe weren't familiar with his game was sometimes it appeared that he was a little bit too calm and maybe, you know, was a little slow to make decisions, but made some big strides in that department his sophomore season. And I'll tell you what, if he repeats some of his performances against Minnesota State and the Gophers in this last year's uh, NCAA tournament, he's looking to have a really big step here in his junior season with St. Cloud. Well, and he he's one of those players, too, that came in young and was able to was able to still make an impact and 
you know, we, we often think too, in instances of players looking like they just are kind of playing in slow motion. Yep. It's a lot for anybody at that age to take in. And so for him to uh, most often than not, you just have to kind of take it all in and be able to digest it and move on. And so for him to be able to do that and still be, uh, be fairly productive is, is a huge step in his development. It is, you know, 17 points as a freshman, two goals, right? Uh, but more importantly, he learned the pace of the game. It took him about a half of a season, right? And that's the typical jumping uh, stone for most collegiate athletes uh, when you transition from whether it's juniors or high school. Mind you, like you mentioned, true freshman, again, 18 years of age, going into his first team with St. Cloud a couple of years back. But as the season went along, you start to saw the adjustment. You start to understand and witness that, okay, he was understanding the pace of the game when to make certain plays, when it was okay to maybe, you know, do the so-called puck off the glass and maybe fight another day type decisions, right? Um, you could see that progression. And we saw that continue again uh, this past season. And the big thing that he uh, did was he took more of the offensive uh, part of his game and he just said, we're just going to do it, right? So almost doubled his shot total. His point total didn't increase by a ton. Only one more goal, three as opposed to two, uh, 24 points in the season. But this, again, he's a two-way defenseman, really defense first. You know, he's kind of like, if you want to give a, a wild comparable, very similar to a Jonas Brodin in terms of the his style of play. Certainly not nearly the caliber of skater that Brodin is, but the way that he approaches the position, the way that he executes that is very, very similar to number 25. Wow. Well, and if if you can get a player that has those good instincts, that's the big thing is, is those intangible things that you can't teach. You can coach up the offense and other areas in that regard. But if you have a player that just has a knack for knowing where to be and what needs to be done, especially on the defensive side of the puck, that's half the battle right there. It really is. And, you know, Seth, when you get to the higher levels, right, your mistakes, you often are paid back, right? You know, you're going to be capitalized on when you do those. But there's one thing about Jack's game is that his hockey IQ, his smarts, he rarely makes the big mistakes, right? Um, his hockey IQ, as we mentioned before, is probably his strongest asset. Uh, the one thing that, uh, for those who've watched him, and maybe those who don't, the one thing that was sort of the knock on him was oftentimes on breakouts, uh, he would kind of sit behind the net maybe a little bit, uh, would maybe wait for that long stretch pass, really wasn't using his feet. Last five games of last season, including the playoffs, we saw him when he was flushed out, feel comfortable skating with the puck off the ice. That was one of the big stepping stones for him. And then joining the rush, he was very effective against the Mavericks and the golfers in the playoffs last year. That is a Nick Perbix for those who don't know. Uh, former St. Cloud State defenseman, now Tampa Bay Lightning blue liner. That was sort of his big jump into his junior season. And that's sort of what's next for Jack. Um, the one thing I said again is if he can combine that sort of just confidence to it's okay to skate and then be the guy and join in the rush, if he can combine that and then with his instincts to be defense first, uh, he is going to be a special player. Now, is it going to be, you know, maybe top pairing defenseman? No, he's probably going to be more middle pairing, maybe bottom three defensive guy. But again, he's not going to lose you any games, um, but he's also maybe not necessarily going to win one with his offense. Sure. 
Um, let's let's flip. Let's look at some of the things for this year. Uh, expectations for Peart. Some of the things that that he's working on and and gearing up, and a little bit of a timetable, kind of as what to expect from him beyond this season. We'll talk about all that as we continue today's episode of Locked On Wild. After this, our next partner has a product I use on an everyday basis, and honestly, it comes down to this for me. It was too much to have multiple bottles of vitamins and supplements that you had to try to figure out, okay, I need two out of this bottle. I need one out of this bottle. You're trying to get it all organized. It's just, it's a mess, right? When you're trying to leave for work, AG1 takes all of that hassle and simplifies it into one delicious scoop in a glass of water. That's all you need. And you are setting yourself up for a day full of optimism and energy. AG1 is full of 75 high-quality ingredients that give you help in terms of everything from energy to your gut health to focus, strength, and clarity. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Check it out and start feeling way better today. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers who tune in throughout the week, Tomorrow, we will go into season expectations for Brandon Duhame. That's where I get my chance to shine, being the president of the fan club. So you'll get a chance to uh, hear that on tomorrow's show. Over-unders, season assignments, all that coming up on tomorrow's show. We continue to talk Jack Peart today with Nick Maxson. Nick, let's look at uh, what's coming up for uh, for Peart in his junior season this year. Uh, What are some of the expectations for him uh, that we can uh, can hope to see throughout the year. I think the big thing is, you know, can he increase a little bit of that offense while also maintaining that defensive prowess, right? Now, it's going to be a little, I want to say tough, not in the sense that I don't think he can do it, right? But you got to remember to St. Cloud is bringing back Dylan Anhorn, too, who was uh, an offensive defenseman himself, right? Uh, ended his season early in January with, um, a essentially non-contact injury. He is expected to be ready for the start of the season, so he kind of bit overshadowed. But for St. Cloud, they've always had, at least the past couple of seasons, you know, that one offensive defenseman. We're talking guys like Jack Ashan with the Boston. We've already mentioned Nick Perbix, Jimmy Schultz, uh, the former Minnetonka skipper. But for him, if he's going to round out his game, um, I know we talked about shots on that, but how about getting them through, right? Maybe some time on the power play. And again, continuing to join the rush and not be afraid to sometimes drive possession in the offensive zone. It's okay to be that first guy in, maybe make a pass and then, you know, kind of fade back towards the blue line. I think he's got to be more comfortable in that realm. When Nick Perbix was doing this, this is what really drew the ires of Tampa Bay when he got his call up last season and essentially never left the NHL. So to me, that's his biggest step is how do you balance being an offensive threat on the rush as well as in the zone whilst also making sure that you're taking care of your own end as well. Now, the interesting thing here, because the Wild have some defensive prospects, Brock Faber most notably, who's going to be on the team this year. you got guys like Carson Lambos who are kind of that next wave. 
Mm-hmm. So the big question here becomes, do we see Peart's return for his senior season or, or is there more of a push that he may sign um, in ELC at that point? Or, or do you think he'll do you think he'll go the full four? I think there is a strong chance he does go all four, Seth. And I think for Jack too, uh, you know, just based on his developments, you know, it's not been you know, shall we say, you know, an accelerated development, but also there's no really rush with him, right? It's not like the wild need him right this second. And the approach with Bill Guerin, right? And I think if there's one thing Bill Guerin should be complimented on, he hasn't rushed any of his prospects, right? Defense, again, you talk about, you know, the timeline, goaltenders take the longest, defensemen the second longest, right? Um, So really for him, when he if he's going to get top four minutes in St. Cloud, which he should, and if he's going to be utilized in other areas, I really hope to see him more on a power play role too, um, especially on PP2 or if Anhorn is, if they're going to maybe sort of ease him back in the lineup to maybe see some time on the top unit. Um, that to me would be the best thing for him, right? So I really think it's four. Would not shock me if it's his last year, um, but it also depends on what we see from him uh, this year. But I do really believe there's no really shame in going for, and he's under a really good program with Brett Larson and the Huskies up there in that coaching staff. So um, I think for him, go all four, see what happens. Yeah. And I think that's a great part about it too, is that there really isn't any, like you alluded to, there's really no pressure is Bill Guerin, just this organization operates under a let's do this right. Mm -hmm. As opposed to trying to cut a corner and get a guy up here before he's ready. And then you just set his development back you knock his confidence down, all these different things. And so he he can certainly slot into that one of those waves down the line of prospects that'll be hopefully making an impact on this team. But you know for sure that uh, he's going to be ready for it uh, when he does make the jump because, um, yeah, that just has never been a um, a point of contention with this team is let's let's get these guys here, let's make sure we develop them, and then that'll figure itself out. Hundred percent, and you know, in today's NHL, right, Seth, we talk about players who have played on the highest levels, right? Um, at this point, he is at you know, the highest level he can play in an NCAA Division One. Again, he's had World Junior experience. Again, he was in USHL. Again, at a really good development team up in Grand Rapids with the Thunderhawks. So he has excelled at every single step of his career development. So you know, when we look at Jack Peart, you know, is he? you know, going to be, you know, sort of the flash in the pan, meaning, you know, does he come off the page with you with some insane offensive numbers? No, but uh, what was the quote from Jacques Lemaire? Uh, I think he talked about this with Koivu. He was a 50-goal guy. He scored only five and maybe prevented 45. And Jack Peer has more of that in his game is that good, strong, smart defensive player. And uh, he's going to do more on the opposing end than he is maybe on the offensive end. And that's what counts as a defenseman. I mean, you can have your uh, you can have your Eric Carlson's all day, and he scored you know he scored somewhere around thirty goals, but his uh, his defensive numbers not great. And again, don't get me wrong, really really good offensive defenseman. I'm not I'm not knocking him for that at all. But he's not known for his defense. So no, and you know if the one thing you know going back to two thousand right, the Wild have been built on a strong defensive core. Again, you talked about Peart. Uh, you know, with us tonight, but as you mentioned, other names, Carson Lambos and others that, you know, they've got a pipeline that's there. Uh, so the thing is, you know, for Jack, you know, 
uh, and working with St. Cloud. And again, uh, Brett Larson, the head coach, the defenseman himself, he's in one of the best college hockey conferences in the entire uh, entire uh, NCAA league. So at the end of it, you know, it's it's a playoff game every single weekend, right? You're facing teams right. like UMD, North Dakota, Omaha, CC has had a resurgence, right? There's really no easy outs in their schedule, right? Um, their non-conferences, again, they're going to be playing Minnesota State. They're going to be playing, I believe, the Gophers again. So it's, it's not easy. So it's a, you know, it's only maybe 24 game schedule, but it's like a pro type opponents that you're going to be playing that also play pro style hockey. So for those who are questioning Jack and his ability to be ready in his development path, uh, I would challenge you to watch him, especially for a full game. I think you would be impressed by what he does on the ice. And also that I do think that in a year or two, whether it's a jump right to the NHL or minors, he'll be ready for it. Let's talk a little bit about the Huskies uh, as we get closer and closer to the start of hockey season. It's still a little bit off in the uh, in the rearview mirror, but it's on its way. So let's talk a little bit about the Huskies. We'll do so as we finish today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. If you are so inclined, make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple or on Spotify, whatever platform you're on, or join the comments on YouTube. We have a very healthy comment section, so you can join the likes of Travis, of Brian, of Denny, uh, of any of those everydayers who comment on every single one of our videos, join in on the fun, and uh, we'll uh, we'll make sure that uh, it is a good time for you. Nick Maxson joins us uh, to discuss Jack Peart, and now we shift to the St. Cloud State Huskies. Nick, what is the outlook for the Huskies uh, for this upcoming season? Uh, you know, it's kind of mixed, to be honest with you. Uh, certainly the Huskies... Uh, finished off strong last year. Now, mind you, they lost some key pieces um, of their leadership and their veteran core with Yami Cranilla going to Pittsburgh, also losing uh, some other key players, uh, both up front and in the back end. Spencer Meyer, three-year captain, uh, aging out, so the heart and soul of the team. Uh, but what they have coming in, right, some of their new bodies coming in, Werner Miatnin, the brother of Vidi Miatnin, uh, coming in from Fargo. Uh, they also have um, another draft pick coming in. Kyle, I'm trying to remember the defensive name. Sorry. It's been a long, a long Monday, but uh, at the end of it, uh, I'm really excited about their freshman class. And I really think, you know, with St. Cloud, it, it's kind of, it's going to be a split. And I, and I say that in the sense of, again, there, there's no easy wins into the NCHC. And more often than not, you know, it's, it's going to be a battle and there's, when you got North Dakota, which should be a lot better, and mind you, their entire defensive core with North Dakota's turnover, but they also picked up um, the Miami goaltender, Ludwig Pearson, who as a rookie uh, lit up college hockey and made his namesake. So uh, at the end of it, I think they will finish close to home ice position. We have them in our preview with uh, MNCAA, as well as the Huskies Warmer House podcast, uh, finishing fourth or fifth in the conference. Uh, so, at, you know, at the end of it, it's, it's going to be tough. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to really pinpoint, but I think the offensive push is there, uh, goaltending, they do have senior Dominic Bassey coming back. So they've got some stability in that again, defensively, this team has always been solid. Uh, the big question is going to be with some of the offense they lost, who was going to step up, um, a lot of underclassmen on this roster. They'll be speedy. There's still some skill there with, uh, I believe third round pick Adam Ingram, the Predators uh, property. So 
Um, I think it's there. Uh, question is, can they can they gel quick as a unit? And if they do that, again, they're well coached and they keep to a structure, and they should be all right. Yeah, they've got uh, they got a heck of a coach, as you mentioned, who should be able to help speed up that process some, and that has got to give you a little solace knowing that uh, Brett Larson is. He's one of the best to do it, and he is going to have this team, whether they whether they win or lose, he's going to have this team ready to rock every game. 100%. Uh, if there's one thing, and it was Warren Clark, sorry, it was the defenseman that I was uh, referring to as a Tampa Bay pick. Um, Brett Larson and his staff with RJ Inga, uh, now former uh, SCSU defenseman as a video coach, uh, Clark Custer as well. Um, as another assistant head coach, uh, former uh, Western Michigan and then Alaska coach, uh, Dave Shyak, that this this group prepares as well as anybody in the NCHC. Um, and they really do, when you watch them in practice, they really do uh, focus on the small details of the of the game on the ice because that's what separates it, right? Uh, and again, we talk about how hard the league is. I know the Big Ten, um, you know, overshadowed the NCHC a bit last year and rightfully so that's a very exciting conference to watch might be very much the same again this year uh but that is what you have to do in these two leagues it's it's one thing here or one thing there and uh you know if you if you miss a small detail here that puck's either in the back of your net or you're missing an opportunity that could be the difference between a win and a loss and home ice advantage coming towards the playoffs so uh again you, I can't say enough things about uh, those guys at the helm, uh, again, Brett Larson, a better person off the ice. He, he's just wonderful. The doors always open. He's always been very kind to us here in the media side. Uh, wonderful human being to talk to. So, um, you know, for college kids that are listening and watching uh, for St. Cloud, I mean, if you ever get a chance to talk to that group, do it because they're a wonderful, wonderful bunch. Nick, we appreciate the time tremendously today. Before we let you go, though, I would not feel good if I didn't give you an opportunity to just uh, just plug both shows, as mentioned, MNCAA and the Huskies Warming House podcast. For those that want to listen, where can they? Yes, they can. Uh, they can catch us on YouTube as well as part of the uh, Soda Pod Network, and you can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we're basically everywhere. Uh, for those who uh, like the NCHC on the Huskies Warming House podcast, we've been doing team previews both on the men's and the WCHA women's side. Uh, so you can catch up with all of those. And of course, MNCAA little snippets here in the summer with some video content coming this year too. So going to be expanding that. And again, all part of the Soda Pod Network. And we're always happy to have everybody uh, watch and listen. Outstanding, Nick. A blast, and for listeners, we'll keep an eye on Jack Peart uh, throughout the course of the season. This won't be the last time that uh, that Nick graces our airwaves, so uh, we hope that he has a great season, and we hope that you have a great rest of your day. Make sure that you take the time, if you haven't already, to subscribe to Lockdown Wild on YouTube, on your favorite podcast platforms, so you don't miss out on any of our content throughout the week including lockdown wild boot camp which rolls on through the off season we have new episodes every monday through friday as part of the locked on podcast network